This is Peter Rosenberger, and one of the reasons I wrote my new book, A Minute for Caregivers, is because I remember the sinking, despairing feeling of struggling as a caregiver. No one knew what to say to me. I didn't understand, and others didn't understand me. For decades, I foraged along and tried to find my path through this medical nightmare that Gracie and I have endured for nearly 40 years. And I've learned to speak the language of caregivers. I speak fluent caregiver. No pastor, no counselor, no medical provider, no friend should ever throw their hands up and say, I don't know what to say to that caregiver. Because I do. Give them a copy of this book. It's called A Minute for Caregivers When Every Day Feels Like Monday. They're easy to read, one-minute chapters that speak directly to the heart of a caregiver, and you can get them wherever books are sold. A Minute for Caregivers When Every Day feels like Monday. Friends don't let friends caregive alone. Peter Rosenberger, he's Irish on his mother's side. Welcome to Hope for the Caregiver. I am Peter Rosenberg, and this is the nation's number one show for you as a family caregiver. Glad to have you with us. How are you feeling? How are you doing? How are you holding up? What's going on in your life as a caregiver? 877-655-6755. If you want to be a part of the show, 877-655-6755. Got a big show lined up. A lot of information to unpack today for family caregivers. It's about helping you stay strong and healthy as you care for someone who is not. And we're glad you're a part of the show. Uh, and joining me, as always, is himself, the Baron of the Board, Sultan Sound, the Earl of Engineering, the Elf on the Shelf, the Minch on the Bench. He is the man who loves Christmas, John Butler, everyone. And I do love Christmas. <laughs> How you doing, Peter? We gotta, I, I got to give you a theme song. You know, I got Oh, there you John, go. Yeah. <laughs> and here he is, John Butler, everybody. Take a, take uh, a tour. Oh, yes. I will uh, just, uh, uh, you know, part the curtains and grace everyone with my, uh, with my voice, apparently. Yes, um, you but, uh, yeah. You it's love Christmas, doing. don't you? You love Christmas. I absolutely you? love Christmas. It is a fantastic, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's um, the most <laughs> Well, oh, do yeah. you, uh, are your kids excited? They they very much are, and this is I mean it's a weird year for everybody. So this is going to be a little bit different. I'm not going to have any family over or anything like that, uh, unfortunately. But what are you uh, cooking? We've got oh, that is still a little <laughs> bit up in the air. That's a little bit up. In the, I might do like a beef Wellington, like I did for Thanksgiving last year. Um, I know there's going to be at least one cheesecake involved. I don't know how. The, the only question is how many cheesecakes are involved, which brings me. To our first gift you can give yourself. No, no, no. It's yeah, but I, I'll get to that later. Well, but, we've uh, been no, doing yeah. a series on yeah. gifts that caregivers can give to themselves, and we've had quite a few good ones. We've had um, we've had the one where you you send a card to yourself because sometimes your loved nice, one yeah. cannot, which which I, right. I do like that one a lot. And and I, that may be still one of my my more favorite ones as far as just something that's unique and different that that nobody's ever really yeah. talked about before. But I like that one. The other it's one a is low, you, low investment. Uh, you know, low investment, nice and easy. Yes, yes. And then you go you you give your gift, give yourself the gift of health, and, and call your and primary do, care physician or your and your dentist, not or and, and your, your dentist, dentist. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and set up an appointment to take care of you physically and. 
And, and wish him Merry Christmas, you know? <laughs> and do wish him Merry Christmas. I like to do that when the dentist is – I like to go to the dentist after eating a box full of Oreos. Don't do that. You know? <laughs> That's really – yeah. It's just that it's so you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is me. Um, but, but we got um, some we, more today. And then and right. so pick oh, – oh, what else have we talked about? We've done uh, Do Something Physical. Um, and let's see. I think – that I, I I can't remember. I might I might be I might be doubling up here, but that's okay. That's okay. These are all well. And something good. physical doesn't have to mean running a marathon. Just right. move. Just yeah. Move. Just uh, get up and walk yeah. around and go for a walk and, and so forth. And oh, uh, these are was doing something that brings joy to your heart, like gardening. Yes. that's your thing, or playing the piano, or you know. Unless it's, if it's playing the, if it's playing the banjo or the accordion, I think you might need to go see your doctor first before you try the bagpipe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, it's uh, uh, it, it, a definition of a gentleman is a man who can play the banjo but won't, but chooses not to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so the one for today, speaking of cheesecake, is I know this one's gonna this preaching a meddling. I'm telling you, but uh, mm-hmm. make one small change in your diet, just a little one. And that uh, goes along with the health and seeing your physician. But, uh, yes, we're going to have cheesecake for Christmas or, you know, you know uh, mincemeat pie or whatever it is. You know, there's, there's, it, the holidays are a rough time for this one in particular. But this is a long-term thing. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe don't drink soda anymore. Maybe just say, I, I'm going to have coffee or, or, or you know, with, without sugar. Or um, I know this is, this is the South and unsweet tea is, oh. I'm going to get in trouble, but, uh, you know, just water even. Um, but, uh, uh, or, you know, maybe try to try avocados if you haven't done that recently and see if you really, like I will tell you something I have done and I'm on a, go I'm, on. I'm not, I'm not getting religious about this. I'm just okay. doing it. Okay. Yeah. And that's, and that's, I'm not, a, that's a thing. I'm not getting it a hundred percent right, but I am really trying to watch gluten. Mm, okay. And, okay. and I'll, t- I'll tell you why. I'll go tell you on. why. I have been dealing with this problem with my left knee for some time now. I had, had it operated mm-hmm. on this this year, and I have some arthritis in it. And I've been under the impression, and I may be wrong on this, but that gluten does not necessarily help arthritis. Gotcha. And uh, and so I thought, well, let me try. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to swear off of every bit of it, but I'm right. I'm going to consciously reduce it down. And, and see and see what the results are, you know, and that's because we don't argue with those. If it works, even if it's a placebo, I'm great. Go for it. Absolutely. Well, Grayson, our son, you know, um, he mm-hmm. has been on a, a pretty big kick, and he's, like, dropped 35 pounds since August. I mean, oh, he's wow. really pushing himself to get in, in some superb shape. But he, he said dairy, sugar, and, and, and bread was yeah. just he just walked away from it and it's just like it just melted off of him and so you know i don't know for caregivers that's hard because it's you can't just throw out everything in the house and start up from scratch and and things such as that but you can start making conscious decisions just and this small is a small things. change yeah yeah this is one small change in your diet you know uh well, and uh, water's a lot cheaper than soda i'm just saying it is and here's something <laughs> yeah. else i've done something else i've Go done on. yogurt i have um I, I, instead of I like desserts. I like sweets, and I will indulge, mm-hmm. and this time of year particularly. <laughs> but it's uh, cakes, remember, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been having. Um, I keep a, a thing of Greek yogurt in the refrigerator, and then some. Uh, try to get some gluten free, but but if not, just good healthy granola and some berries. Right, and that's my dessert. You know, and it's oh, it's, and it's great. Very, it's really really good. 
with blueberries and yogurt. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, and it's tasty for it's tasty and yeah. nutritious. And you know, and I'm, I, again, I say this to caregivers, not to in any way say, okay, here's how you here's the diet for caregivers. You know, the right. caregiver diet. Now, I, you know, oh no, I, that would I don't be care the about the worst that. thing you could do. <laughs> I, I just think we just make small changes, very small changes, to help us along our way because. Um, one step in the right direction is two steps away from the wrong direction. Exactly. And, and so this is what we're doing. Do you got another one? I do. Uh, this is, uh, I think we're running out of time, but I've got, I've got, at least, I've got two or three more uh, that we can, do, uh, we can do a little bit next week, too. Um, but uh, isolation is something we talk about all the time. And, uh, you know, uh, if it's very difficult in 2020, and this was written before then. So going to church or other places of worship might not be possible for everybody. Um, especially if you're like immunocompromised or something like that, but, uh, maybe, you know, you can slip in and just listen to the music from way in the back and be nice and distant or something like that, you know? Well, technology has changed so much that we can yeah. actually video conference with each other and watch the same movie. Did you know? Right. I mean, you oh know? yeah. No. And, yeah. And, uh, or... uh, you can do this through with a VR helmet. Like and go to a concert and hang out with other people in VR helmets in a special place in the concert. It's well, really I wasn't weird. I wasn't yeah. quite going there. <laughs> yeah, but, I know. <laughs> but like this is there. But just so you know, technology is really really great. Um, but you can you know I, I know many many churches have virtual services where you can you can sit through it and uh, and and from well the, and, the I, I think and they they stream they stream mass yeah. from the Vatican on Christmas Eve. Oh, absolutely, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I, I, but it's um, they uh, it's it's not just the VR stuff that you can actually sync up so that you're watching the same movie at the same time through a network. And like, yeah, like be on the phone so, or so, through a Skype call or yeah, something like you, that. Yeah, yeah, you could you could have your video conference up or your FaceTime or whatever, or just be on the phone. And, oh, and that's going to make commentary about the sermons like in real time. That's going to get bad. Well, not just for the <laughs> sermons. I'm talking about for a movie, <laughs> you know, oh or, or a TV show, or a concert, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. But being but able something to, to that talk connects with another you. individual. Yeah, yeah, something that connects you with another human being, um, and and it's an experiential thing. Something where you're both doing the same thing, you know, and uh, uh, and you can chat about it and just kind of. And this is not a therapy session or anything like that. Although those have their place and, and those uh, times when we you know break down and connect with our friends and loved ones in a way that's very important, that's, that's, uh, that's a different thing, but uh, to have just that regular social interaction with uh, people that are close to you is, is incredibly important and a, and a really, really good gift to give to yourself. One of the things that I've done, for me, and this may not be for everybody, and some people it may take some getting used to, but I've done this for me, and I've, I've done it for years, is I have a piece of technology that I use. It is a Bluetooth earpiece. Okay? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm holding it up right now. Now, some people like the iPod, uh, iBuds, you know, that, that are Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah, the earbuds. Both ears. Mm -hmm. Earbuds, yeah. And I, those are fine. I don't have them. They're a little bit more expensive than what I'm using, but I've used this for years, and it allows me... I can't hold the phone and talk to people and get things done. Okay? Oh, yeah. I, no, I just no, no, can't. No, no, no. no. We're but, multitaskers. I've got to be doing like two or three things at once. So, yeah, I, I do the same well, thing. And, and speakers. My hands have to be free. And I don't like speakerphone. Not, I, I hate speakerphone. And um, and so I, I, I did this, and I've, I've worn out at least half a dozen, if not more, of these things. 
Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because I'm on the phone a lot with, with a lot of things that I do. But um, it allows me to engage with people. They're right there with me. I talk to my parents almost every day. Uh, I, I've got uh, my sister, my brothers, um, friends, family, pastor, you know, name it. I talk to them. And, and I'll you can be do this while, while you're doing dishes. Yeah, yeah. I, they, 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 in fact, they always say, I had one guy, he told me, he says, don't you ever just sit down and talk? And I'm like, no. No. If I, why would I, if I, why would I, why would I waste that time? You know, I'm, I'm going to sit down and talk, but I, and cause so you'll always hear pots and pans. Uh, in fact, I've actually done media interviews while, while cooking dinner. I, okay. I remember that I was doing well, a thing on, uh, you know, a, a national news thing and I was cooking dinner in the background, but I, I didn't make any apologies cause it was dinner time and I had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you just try and, to try uh, to yeah, get, get the uh, the silicon whisk instead of the the metal one, so you're, you know, <laughs> it's a little quieter. Yeah. But but no, I, I found that that was incredibly helpful to me um, because it allowed me to engage with people and talk with people. But I didn't just sit there and do nothing uh, while I right. did it because I can't as a caregiver. I mean, I'm doing laundry, I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm I'm ironing, and you know everything else. And uh, I, I'm a good ironer, by the way. I I do extreme oh, yeah? ironing, John. Yeah, I love extreme love ironing. Do you like? Do you go? Yeah. Uh, uh, this was really a thing. Like people ironing in the middle of a, an abandoned freeway or something. It's like a, it's like a, it's late Look, at night. Though it was like planking or something like that. <laughs> it's twenty degrees outside and we got snow. If I'm ironing out on my yeah. deck, that's extreme ironing. But that is it's um, ironing, yes. No, I, 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 that allows me to do these things: make up the bed and 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 just cooking dinner and doing the dishes and so forth. But it also allows me to stay connected to people. And I was yes. doing this long before coronavirus, and it became a habit. And I've got a core group of people who understand this and know that they are my conduit to a world that, you know, I would I would not normally be able to have as a caregiver. And so that may be something that you as a caregiver might uh, find helpful if you could get a good Bluetooth headset and do it, oh, not good. Yeah. one with a cord. I mean, you could get one with a cord. You have to put you have to put the phone in your shirt pocket. And that kind of thing, and I found it's better if I just have the Bluetooth, and oh, yeah. I and I can walk away hands free, and I just leave the phone there, and then if I get a phone, uh, a call or something while the, the headset's on, I mean I'm not using it, but it'll say, hey, call from John Butler, and I can just tell yeah. it to answer. It'll say I'll say answer, and um, or in your case, decline. But no, I'm just decline. kidding. I always yeah, take no, your call. No, no. <laughs> I always yeah, take I, John's uh, call. Uh, I uh, I am of a certain age where. It's a, a people like to rag us about this, where we don't like to. If if this if it's a number, I don't know. I'm not picking it up. I'm, I mean, that's just that's just, and if, if Well, see, now this this is what this is what separates me from you. If it's a number right, I right, don't right. know, and it's usually spam, I will take the call and I will oh, jocular. Yeah, I know. I, I will get jocular <laughs> with them, and oh, uh, I, I will. I'll do it. Well, and um, I'm sure that the people I've talked the to more car line... warranties. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I saw. Fantastic! Oh yeah, yeah. How many? How many? How many cars do I have? Well, I've got this uh, bicycle. Uh, no, I told him. I bicycle. told him. No, I told him. I, when they called about my extended car warranty, and I, I said, they said, do you have the car in your possession? I said, well, not technically. It's it's been impounded, <laughs> but those are not my drugs. And, and I just <laughs> and I just kept going. And I and the guy was like, do you have another car? And I said, well, it's an older model. He said, it after two thousand four. And I said, yeah. I said it's a hearse. It's got 125,000 miles, but they're really easy miles. They're really easy miles. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> hey, this is Hope for the Caregiver. John and I are having a good time. Merry Christmas. We hope you're having a great time, too. Things that we can do as caregivers. We'll be right back. we got a great interview at the bottom of the hour. Lots of things to talk about. Don't go away. 877-655-6755. If you want to be a part of the show, 877-655-6755. Have we'll you be ever right struggled back. to trust God when lousy things happen to you? I'm Gracie Rosenberger, and in 1983, I experienced a horrific car accident leading to 80 surgeries and both legs amputated. I questioned why God allowed something so brutal to happen to me. But over time, my questions changed, and I discovered courage to trust God. That understanding, along with an appreciation for quality prosthetic limbs, led me to establish Standing with Hope. For more than a dozen years, we've been working with the government of Ghana and West Africa, equipping and training local workers to build and maintain quality prosthetic limbs for their own people. On a regular basis, we purchase and ship equipment and supplies, and with the help of inmates in a Tennessee prison, we also recycle parts from donated limbs. All of this is to point others to Christ, the source of my hope and strength. Please visit StandingWithHope.com to learn more and participate in lifting others up. That's StandingWithHope.com. I'm Gracie, and I am Standing With Hope. Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver. I am Peter Rosenberger, and that is Gracie from her CD, Resilient. It's still time. I think we can get this to you in time if you want a copy of that to put in a stocking for someone or for yourself. It's a great CD, and you can go out to hopeforthecaregiver.com. Just click on the Donate button. Whatever's on your mind to donate to this work that we're doing in this ministry, we'll send you a copy of her CD as our gift to you, and, and I think you'll enjoy it immensely. Here's a programming note. You can go also to our podcast uh, for other episodes, if this is the first episode that you've heard, uh, and I had a, a wonderful interview, John, this week with uh, Kathy Lee Gifford, uh, who oh, called yeah, into the show. Yeah. And it was, uh, I didn't get we to talk about, about that yet. Well, we talked about 30 minutes, and it's it's. Mm-hmm. I've known Kathy Lee for some time, and um, when I heard about her new book, and it's called, you know, It's Never Too Late. And mm-hmm. and I really liked the title of it. I thought, you know, a lot of people think that a lot of caregivers think this that their life is over, that that this is, you know, that it's their life is forfeit for the person they're taking care of, and they're sacrificing their dreams and aspirations and desires on the altar of caregiving. And I I I firmly disagree with that. I think mm-hmm. that we can live a life of great meaning and purpose. It may be different, and it certainly will will not meet all of our expectations and and things that we think it should be. But that doesn't mean it has to be bad. And it can't be fulfilling. And uh, she talked about a lot of things in this. And it was, uh, we talked about forgiveness. Uh, it's never mm. too late to, to extend forgiveness. And some people think, well, they've, they've already passed away. Uh, you can still forgive. Forgiveness is, is for your benefit as well. It's, it's taking your hands off of someone else's throat. And yeah, leaving was... that to, go ahead. No, well, I just, we, we talk about this an awful lot. And this really fundamentally changed um how i thought about forgiveness when we when we started doing this you know years and years ago um because well uh growing up catholic will give you an odd perception of, <laughs> of forgiveness <laughs> we, we're gonna put that right here and then we're just gonna yeah, walk away and nobody's walk, gonna get hurt past it, just walk past it <laughs> but nobody's uh, gonna uh, get hurt yeah, yeah exactly exactly but the idea that it 
and I, I kind of put the emphasis on this uh, uh, more on the individual doing the forgiving these days. Like it really, for me, it, it the act is is way more about you know uh, 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 you know releasing yourself from this burden of of rage or of of of, of blame or whatever than it is about even telling the other person that they're forgiven. Um, yeah, and I don't even know that you have to. If they're yeah, not asking, exactly. you, don't, you, don't, you can forgive them without them asking. You know, I, I look at Jesus on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. I mean, he forgave them without, you know, we, yeah, us they weren't asking. asking. But, but, but the, I think what one person described this, see if this resonates with you, is that okay. it, basically when you, when you are walking in unforgiveness, you're carrying around a bag of bricks. Oh, and yeah. And that thing gets heavy. It, it hurts. It, it hurts you. Put it down. Let it go. It doesn't matter if you're guilty or the one who feels that someone else is guilty. Guilt is still being experienced by both of you in some way. And guilt is kind of like a sack of bricks, you know? It, and it, sometimes you just got to set that down. And, and it doesn't mean that it doesn't matter. Okay? Exactly. The wounds matter. They really do. It just means that you're not going to make yourself judge, jury, and executioner. Exactly. You know, and, and, yeah, and you're going to walk away That's from a this hard job. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. And it's just, you know, it just you're going to walk away and um, it, it's it's just it is just a uh, it's just a different way of looking at it instead of saying, well, I forgive you and forget and it, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does matter. It matters yeah, so much matters. that I'm going to release this to God and let him deal with it and not me because yeah. he's better equipped to do this. And and so um, and and so that's that's something I, I I just felt like at this particularly this time of year this is a good time of year to take some inventory. We'll talk about that next week on the show as yes. well. But these are these are things that, that that Kathy Lee and I talked about in our, our interview, and I would recommend you getting it and sharing because she had to walk through some um, some public things of forgiveness with with Frank, and she talks oh, yeah. about it on the show. And and I've I've had to go through my own journey with these sort of things uh, on the receiving end of forgiveness, and so you know it, it, this is an important part of our growth and our our journey as caregivers. See, the goal is is to not live incident free. Okay, we, we're not going to. That's an unrealistic yeah. goal. Um, but the goal is to is to live uh, to to deal with it as it comes and and deal with it straight up as best as we can. And 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 um, and make amends quickly when we have to, but but understand that we we don't have to be the police for everything. We don't have to make everything right, because some things aren't just going to be made right. And uh, uh, for and I look at these. Um, and I hate to say this, and I, help me temper it when I, when it comes out, John, because you're a good filter okay. for me okay. on this. All right. But I look at sometimes <laughs> when there are such horrifically violent crimes. And the family, like the next day, the family's like, we forgive them, that kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, are we really plumbing that, you know, and I, I think forgiveness, we, we need to give it the respect, the trauma, the respect that it deserves. And, and, and I, understand I hear you that on that. It, it just somehow just seems to me that we we tend to quickly rush into that without just letting it breathe for a minute and recognize the magnitude of the wound. And then maybe we, you know, you and I had so, did a whole show one time on the word thank you. 
where we where, Ooh, or, yeah. or, or or no no sorry on sorry the word sorry oh, yes yes and so how to apologize without saying yes. sorry right that's because yeah that's the same thing with forgiveness maybe we can learn to use to to forgive without saying the word forgive right okay yeah yeah, yeah. I like where you're going with this um, because like in the scenario that you gave where you know there's this horrific crime and the family says we forgive you a little bit of that is I mean it's an artificial situation because they're in this public broadcast sort of situation where they, you know, it's a little bit performative by its very nature. You can't separate them from that because what they say in their, in their, in their inner hearts and minds and when they're at home is probably something a little bit different. Um, but, uh, uh, I feel like they're just, they're, they're promoting the idea of, of, you know, being a decent person, even in the midst of some some terrible stuff. That being and I, said, I respect that. Yeah, I do, and 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 I respect that as well. That being said, they're still not doing the thing that you mentioned, which is really important. That that gets lost. The idea of of sitting with the trauma and and working through it in in a way, because like the day after, you're probably still just numb as all get out. Um, about yeah, something it, like that and yeah it so, takes time I don't... and and maybe we can you know that's something and, and you and i will spend more time on this because this has been a recurring theme one of the things we do on the show is not spend a lot of time caregiving talking about caregiving tasks but really deal with it right. from the inside out once your heart is in a little bit more stable and and, and calmer place then your wallet your relationships your job your health your everything has a fair shot But if your heart is a train wreck and if it's filled with resentment or fear or despair, it's mighty hard to make good decisions in other areas as well. You know, and that's that's kind of our thought. Well, these are some things to give yourself for this year. And we'll be right back. We got to go to the break. Uh, This is Hope for the Caregiver. Hope for the Caregiver dot com. Eight, seven, seven, six, five, five, sixty seven, fifty five. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Peter Rosenberger. Have you ever helped somebody walk for the first time? I've had that privilege many times through our organization, Standing with Hope. When my wife, Gracie, gave up both of her legs following this horrible wreck that she had as a teenager, and she tried to save them for years, and it just wouldn't work out, and finally she relinquished them and thought, wow, this is it. I mean, I don't have any legs anymore. What can God do with that? And then she had this vision for using prosthetic limbs as a means of sharing the gospel, to put legs on our fellow amputees. And that's what we've been doing now since 2005 with Standing With Hope. We work in the West African country of Ghana, and you can be a part of that through supplies, through supporting team members, through supporting the work that we're doing over there. You could designate a limb. There's all kinds of ways that you could be a part of giving the gift that keeps on walking at standingwithhope.com. Would you take a moment to go out to standingwithhope.com and see how you can give they go walking and leaping and praising God. You can be a part of that at standingwithhope.com. As a caregiver, think about all the legal documents you need. Power of attorney, a will, living wills, and so many more. Then think about such things as disputes about medical bills. What if, instead of shelling out hefty fees for a few days of legal help, you paid a monthly membership and got a law firm for life? Well, we're taking legal representation and making some revisions in the form of accessible, affordable, full-service coverage. Finally, you can live life knowing you have a lawyer in your back pocket who, at the same time, isn't emptying it. It's called Legal Shield, and it's practical, affordable, 
and a must for the family caregiver. Visit caregiverlegal.com. That's caregiverlegal.com. Isn't it about time someone started advocating for you? www.caregiverlegal.com. An independent associate. They're caregivers. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Have you ever struggled to trust God when lousy things happen to you? I'm Gracie Rosenberger, and in 1983, I experienced a horrific car accident leading to 80 surgeries and both legs amputated. I questioned why God allowed something so brutal to happen to me. But over time, my questions changed, and I discovered courage to trust God. That understanding, along with an appreciation for quality prosthetic limbs, led me to establish Standing with Hope. For more than a dozen years, we've been working with the government of Ghana and West Africa, equipping and training local workers to build and maintain quality prosthetic limbs for their own people. On a regular basis, we purchase and ship equipment and supplies. And with the help of inmates in a Tennessee prison, we also recycle parts from donated limbs. All of this is to point others to Christ, the source of my hope and strength. Please visit StandingWithHope.com to learn more and participate in lifting others up. That's StandingWithHope.com. I'm Gracie, and I am Standing With Hope. What do you think about this, John? Oh, uh, I need to know the model number on that keyboard. <laughs> I love Christmas music. I do too. Ed says, I'm the only guy he engineers for that has his own keyboard in the studio. Oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver. This is a little Christmas music there, a little travel Yeah, well, music. I, got, I do got a and, quick question, though. You got that running through a board, or is that coming through the microphone? That's actually coming through the board. Oh. Okay. Okay. I hope okay. it sounds well, like it's coming through the board. No, it sounds Does like it yeah. Sound like it's I was, I, well, I, you had there was a little bit of reverb on it, so I didn't know if that was the keyboard or yeah, what was going on. So it's, you know, I got a little check, bit of reverb on the keyboard. Check. Yeah. And um, <laughs> but I love doing that. I love having having the ability to play a little bit. I love Christmas music. Um, I, I played this morning at church. I do the music at a little church out here where we go. And and uh, oh, John, I was so excited. Uh, I did, we live in this really tiny cabin. Um, Prove it. While we're, while we're, well, we try to eat a large pizza and had to do it outside. Um, there you go. It's, um, <laughs> but we're, we're, it's an old homestead cabin that's on the, the family's property out here that we're living here temporarily until we figure out kind of what's our next step uh, as we build or buy or whatever. And I have a beautiful uh, grand piano that was a, a family heirloom from, from Gracie's aunt, and mm. we can't have it in our cabin. We just mm. don't have the room. So I, I serve as a music minister at this little church down here in the valley, and so that's where I keep the, the piano, and, uh, and, I, and it's, it sounds just lovely down there, and I got it all nice and covered up. But I had it tuned yesterday. I, oh. I tune it pretty regularly just simply because it gets uh, the weather changes so much. And we had the power went out for about 20 hours down in the valley. Well, in fact, this whole valley a while back, and it got really cold, and some of the strings mm-hmm. we have are new, and those strings get you know out of tune. And, and right, so... Right. I was sitting there this morning that was just, I mean, brand new tuned piano, which I love, by the way. Mm. There's something about that. And I'm on this. A well tempered clavier. 
Yes, indeed. I just watched a documentary about Bach, by the way, uh, before I came ah, on the show. Today. There you go. And, Sorry, uh, I had to slip. But that it's way um, <laughs> that's okay. I'm, I'm with you. I'm tracking, baby. I'm there with you. I'm hanging with you, John. <laughs> but I sat down and I started playing Christmas music, and and uh, and I love that. And I I throw in chords that are not necessarily. I get thrown out of a lot of churches for some of these chords. You know, yeah, these are um, non-ecumenical. <laughs> but like, uh, uh, glory, you know that song "Angels We Have Heard on High." Well, I throw yeah, yeah, in some yeah, of these uh, chords, you know, like. Those are not normal chords, there. No, I was going to say, I love. You know how many? Yeah, it's like how many syllables does Gloria have? And if you ask a Catholic, it's eighteen. <laughs> uh, but I but I love playing those those uh, wonderful carols, you know. I mean, those are just I just love throwing in extra chords there that oh yeah uh, you're not normally hearing. And um, I had a buddy of mine uh, used to uh, he's a wonderful player, and we were in, when we were in Nashville at music school together, and he was playing at a pretty good size church there in nashville and he was throwing in a lot of those major seven chords and things like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the pastor pulled him this is back in the 80s and the pastor pulled him back in his office after church and just reamed him out for playing those barroom chords and oh, uh, no. it was it really really hurt his heart and i was like yeah Man, dude don't don't tell no. me a major seven is not a sanctified chord because it is yeah and i'll on. even that that I'll play a flat nine chord, uh, you know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, well, look, look, let's talk to David, all right, and uh, yeah, see about I mean, that I, secret chord, I don't, and we'll go. I don't know what he was. Yeah, I don't know what he was playing on that thing, but it, you know, it just. Uh, um, Martin Luther said that next to the Word of God, music is the most important thing. It elevates the soul, and I, I, I you know, and I love the music of this season right now, and I, I love playing just anything, and and uh, this Christmas, and when people. Um, ask for requests for me to play stuff. I, I'd love to do it. So it, it's just a treat. And then bonus upon bonus, I get to hear Gracie sing it. So that's even better. There you go. And yeah. um, she does, she does a version of Mary. Did you know that'll just break your heart, just break your heart. And uh, it is so beautiful. And um, so, and we always have a white Christmas out here. And uh, oh, yes, you it's, do. Um, well, well, she, you she do. has sung me happy birthday before. And she has, yes, and she'll do yes. it again. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure, sure it'll happen. Hey, are you, are you, are you into astronomy at all? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, uh, I still have my telescope from when I was a kid. It was a birthday present from my uncle Steve uh, when I was about seven or so. It doesn't work anymore, but uh, I, I love astronomy absolutely. Uh, well, you know what's going to happen you, next you, week? You, you can't you? spring this on me late in the show. All right. <laughs> well, you, you no, I know, but you know, you know what's happening next well, week, don't you? Well, we're right in the middle of the Jupiter-Saturn convergence. Yes. Right? So, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just hoping we have a clear night because out here, when, when oh, we, yeah. Grace and I, in, in our, in, in, and if you go out to my Facebook page, and I'll try to put it on Hope for the Caregivers Facebook page, you'll see the view I had this morning from our bedroom window. We have a big mm. picture window, and, and we have a 30-mile view on our, from our bedroom window and yeah, uh, on a clear day, you could see literally 30 miles and it's just gorgeous. And I saw the sunrise this morning, but at night on a clear night, I can just lay in bed and just, it's, it's like, it's like sleeping in a planetarium. It's so really, I'm, really strange for, for those of you who have uh, been in the city your entire life, being out in a place where there is very little light pollution, like Montana, 
Um, yeah, it, it's, they named it Big Sky Country, you know, for a reason. For a reason. <laughs> well, but I, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, I don't know what the weather's going to be like uh, when that when Saturn and Juno, Jupiter align, but it hasn't been this way since like 1200 something. Yeah, yeah, and it's, years. It, it's this. They they appear as one singular object, uh, and and they're pretty bright in the sky anyway. Uh, people don't realize how bright like Mars is, or you know, all these. I could these, see, on a clear night out. out here. I could see Mars. You could see the the red. It literally oh, is yeah, the yeah. red planet. Absolutely, and, with and, the naked uh, eye, uh, not with the telescope. No, yeah, and that's that's about the one thing I can see. Uh, Mars and Venus are about the the one or two things I can see besides the moon and like maybe Vega or something like that. Uh, and I'm not like in the middle of the city, but I can still see it. And it was right near the moon for a couple of months this year. It was really really pretty. It was just gorgeous. Well, so yeah, if if you're out in the in an area where there's not a lot of light pollution, I hope you'll get to see this. I'm I'm hoping that the weather will be clear that we won't have overcast skies because. It is. There are times, John, when I walk outside at night, and it catches my breath. The stars. It's, I mean, I feel like I can I reach up and touch them. And yeah. and we're we're a long ways away from a streetlight. Oh <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, it, it is a it, it is well, a hey, beautiful place. Hey, Peter, that's a great yes, gift to give yourself. It is. I just wish I knew more about astronomy, like you do, because oh. you you can name yeah, them. Well, 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 yeah, we'll yammer on. I can yammer for a long time about that, well, <laughs> but we, that's another I, time. But yeah, you can't spring. This I look on at me the like constellations. The <laughs> well, you know, we rehearse this, but no, I uh, I look at the constellations. I can see, and I, you know, you can oh, seeing the Milky Way from mm-hmm. here. Oh, John, you got to come out here. You're we just you're far enough here. north that you you are probably going to get to see some some northern lights at some point. We you're there are times. North, there yeah. are times. Yeah, there are times. Yeah. Well, listen, we digress from caregiving, but I hope it at least lighten your heart. It's something, you know, we're caregivers. We live life. We don't just have to live in the zone of caregiving all the time. We are full human beings who, who can laugh, cut up, look at the stars, and, and play the piano and wish each other Merry Christmas and sing about joy and of the love of God. When I, in awesome wonder, consider all the worlds our hands have made, then sings my soul. And that's the whole point of this. Hey, we got to go. John, as always, you're a delight. Back at you, Peter. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas. We'll see you next week. This is Peter Rosenberger, HopeForTheCaregiver.com. You've heard me talk about Standing With Hope over the years. This is the prosthetic limb ministry that Gracie envisioned after losing both of her legs. Part of that outreach is our prosthetic limb recycling program. Did you know that prosthetic limbs can be recycled? No kidding. There is a correctional facility in Arizona that helps us recycle prosthetic limbs. And this facility is run by a group out of Nashville called Core Civic. And we met them over 11 years ago. And they stepped in to help us with this recycling program of taking prostheses and you disassemble them. You take the knee, the foot, the pylon, the tube clamps, the adapters, the screws, the liners, the prosthetic socks, all these things we can reuse and inmates help us do it. Before CoreCivic came along, I was sitting on the floor at our house or out in the garage in, when we lived in Nashville, and I had tools everywhere, limbs everywhere, and feet, boxes of them, and so forth. And I was doing all this myself, and I'd make the kids help me. And it got to be too much for me. And so I was very grateful that CoreCivic stepped up and said, look, we are always looking for faith-based programs that are interesting and that give inmates a sense of satisfaction. And we'd love to be a part of this. And that's what they're doing. 
And you can see more about that at standingwithhope.com slash recycle. So please help us get the word out that we do recycle prosthetic limbs. We do arms as well, but the majority of amputations are, are lower limb. And that's where the focus of Standing With Hope is. And that's where Gracie's life is with her lower limb prostheses. And she's used some of her own limbs in this outreach uh, that she's recycled. I mean, she's been an amputee for over 30 years. So you go through a lot of legs and parts and other types of materials, and you can reuse prosthetic socks and liners if they're in good shape. All of this helps give the gift that keeps on walking, and it goes to this prison in Arizona where uh, it's such an extraordinary ministry. Think about that. Inmates volunteering for this. They want to do it, and they've had uh, amazing times with it, and I've had very moving conversation with the inmates that work in this program. And you can see, again, all of that at standingwithhope.com slash recycle. They're putting together a big shipment right now for us to ship over. We do this pretty regularly throughout the year as inventory rises, and they need it badly in Ghana. So please uh, go out to standingwithhope.com slash recycle and get the word out and help us do more. If you want to offset some of the shipping, you can always go to the giving page and be a part of what we're doing there. We're purchasing material in Ghana that they have to use that can't be recycled. We're shipping over stuff that can be, and we're doing all of this to lift others up and to point them to Christ. And that's the whole purpose of everything that we do. And that is why Gracie and I continue to be standing with hope. Standingwithhope.com Take my hand